right said Fred. What's that? Well, you know, sing it. I'm I'm too sexy. Come on, do it. Oh, that one. That one. I'm too, too sexy, sexy for my shirt. shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. Okay, mm. hello. Welcome to Pixel Prep. This is episode 12. I'm your host. My name is Craig Broggle. I'm joined today by Alex Tankmaster Jackson. Hello. And I'm joined also by Chris Ezio Auditori Slinger. That That's came, because that you got lost in Rome. Rome. Oh, that way you're going with that one. I wonder where you'll go with that for a moment. <clears throat> Linked into your general interest, Look, gentlemen. I oh, didn't no, get no, lost no. in Rome. I got lost in Florence because I ended up in Rome. You, well, you, but then you got lost in you Rome. Got list in Italy. You yeah. were you were meant to go to one place, and then I went to end up in yeah. Italy another. It's a little bit like when you're in Leicester and you go, oh, let's to meet London. up at a restaurant, and you go to the wrong restaurant. That's when you're lost in Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Slinger got lost in an entire country. Basically, I went 300 miles from where I was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like almost like let's meet up at Macadies in Leicester and then end up like in Macadies in France. Him. You know. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Slinger, you obviously don't know maps. Mr. Jackson, you maybe don't know everything there is to know about tanks, but you there, the listener, definitely do know one thing, and that is that it is trivia time. Is this is how we're starting off. This is how we're doing yeah. this. Oh. So. Trivia time. Tron. Did you know that a scene from the 1982 film Tron has a villain, Sark, looking at a blue and black schematic on a screen? And if you look very carefully at the still, there is an image of Pac-Man on the schematic. Also, the PlayStation 2. I've been harping on about that for a little while. You but do like your PlayStation. I do like my PlayStation. Did you know the startup screen? You remember the startup screen when you turned it on? Yeah. yeah. Sony Entertainment Right. Well, do you ever notice those white, uneven tower block things? Yeah, on and there? it had the circle, and then it cut into it, and the tiny PlayStation. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, did you know that those blocks are actually informed by what's on your memory card? Those are games. That is quite interesting. Your oh. PlayStation actually read what was on your memory card, read the different types of games and save data on there, and populated your opening screen according to what was on your memory card. And I oh. never knew that. No. Tell you what, millennials have no idea what you're talking about when you say memory cards. <laughs> no, I know, right? I still we, got mine. We do, yeah. I've still, still, yeah, yeah. still got my memory card for my GameCube. So, I've still got my GameCube. Yeah, I do too. I've got, also got my Wii and my Dreamcast. Not mm. my Xbox, that thing died. It had a red ring of death on it. Mm. No, I got the red ring of death on mine, which yeah. is why I made the jump to PlayStation. I was a PlayStation fanboy. I got an Xbox One Christmas because yep. my parents didn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rectified that issue and got myself a PlayStation 3. Moved by selling your broken Xbox yeah. to your brother. He still doesn't know it's broken. No, interestingly <laughs> enough, I gave up with my Xbox and just threw it the fuck out and got myself a PlayStation. And then when my brother's Xbox went and got the Red Ring of Death, <laughs> for some reason I made the point of having his repaired and replaced, but not my own. Obviously you hate your brother. I just don't like Xbox. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, How do you deal with the controller? Because that thing was a fucking big chunky bastard when it first came out. It's oh, nice. That, yeah. That, yeah. It, it got better with the 360. Yeah. At really first it was like, like sure, a freaking yeah. tank. It was massive. I'll bring it up a little bit because of what I've been playing, but I've been playing a little bit of PS4 and PS3. And I tell you what, it's not until you're holding one and then the other and kind of switching back and forth there that you realise there's such a great ergonomic difference between the two. Mm. The PS4's controller is really fucking sculpted for your hands. Mm. And <clears throat> while the PS3 was moving in the right direction, cause have you ever held like a PS1 controller in comparison yeah. to that? 
Not recently. You notice, like, they're quite thin, they're yeah. narrow, they're small. Oh, mate. They were definitely making steps, but this is by far the best one that they've had so far. Yeah. You know what one of the best controls was? GameCube. That was, that's where it started off. Better than N64. What was that about? Oh, yeah, that was, I don't understand. That was weird upside-down yeah. trident of gaming. <laughs> that's just Nintendo thinking. It knows that. They kind of like go through phases where they get like almost like hipster experimentals. I think Nintendo 64 was hipster experimental. Then they say, no, let's be, let's be proper and serious. GameCube controller. Yeah. And then it's like, Wii, let's just get Barmy, yeah. and then <laughs> Wii U, which was Barmier. It looks like they've come back to their senses. With I've the seen Switch, a Pro yeah. controller for the Switch, and that's cool. But even not the Pro controller, have you seen the, um, have you seen the handheld dock that they've got I've for got the Joy-Cons? Yeah. You've got a Switch? I've got a Switch. When did oh. that happen? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. What have you got? I've got LA Noir for it. LA Noir. Yeah. How does that play? Fucking amazing. Is it? Well, that's the whole point of the catch-up. Fair enough. Right, yeah. Well, let's jump into it then. Come on, Alex, tell us. What have you been up to? Yeah, uh, I've got a Switch. You've got a Switch? <laughs> wow. I did not know this. Um, when did this happen? My folks decided that they were going to surprise me because they're not going to be here for my 30th. So they bought me a Switch. My Fair trade-out, my, my parents are never around for my fucking birthday. Yeah, and they neither. never bought me a Switch. Don't pat me on the shoulder. I'm upset right, because they've not got me a Switch. Sympathy, but yeah, so I've got the Switch. And I'll uh, buy you a Switch for your birthday, just to let it out there. Yeah, I'll buy myself a Switch for your birthday. You know? I want Samantha <laughs> to buy me a Switch. Hint, hint, darling. Yeah, that's not going to fly. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the hi nerds <laughs> bit. No. No, I'm not. So yeah, so I've got that. I've got... not here today. I'm doing that thing where pretending Craig has a fiancé. <laughs> anyway, go on. So, yeah, what so have you got, got on there? L.A. Noir. I bought uh, Super Mario Brothers. The Odyssey one? No, no. Um, the old side scroller one. Oh right, um, oh, is that the old Sonic one as well? Oh, Mania. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to bring the switch in for the next episode and show you. But I got yeah. that, and I got a RPG called Dragon Sinker. Dragon Sinker. Yeah. Spelt S S I N K E R. Okay, as in we're going to sink some dragons. Yeah. Drown those fuckers. I, I just, I, I had a look at it because I've, I've, I've got drown. a voucher. My folks got mm. me a 25 quid voucher and I thought, well, I'll just buy some on the e-store. And it was this RPG. And yeah, it's it's actually really fun. You, It's a bit like the old Final Fantasy turn-based battle mechanics. I do like you, those. You get teams and you can swap teams in and out. Oh yeah, we just brought it up now. Jesus, it does look very Final Fantasy. Yeah, this, is, this is yeah. this is not even uh, Final Fantasy VI. This is NES Final Fantasy. Yeah. This is. yeah, so this is I got this and I've really really enjoyed it. I don't know how long it's going to be before I complete the game. It seems to be quite fast paced, but you can then spend a lot of time. You can grind and all this sort of bits and pieces. Right, if it's a JRPG, grinding's your game. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I got that. I then also, but this was before I found out I was getting a Switch, I went on a bit of a shopping spree on the PS4 store. I was going to say, you bought yourself Oof. another Switch. You got two Switches. No. Um, I bought, mm -hmm. I've gone Lego crazy. Oh, you've, oh, done, yeah. you've done a broad dog. What did you get? What I've you got <laughs> Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's a good game. Um, yeah. I've not really played that. I've got... Lego Batman Three Beyond Gotham. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm. It's, yeah, no, it's the, good. The, the, got, the I... two that I'm playing the most at the minute are Lego Marvel Super Heroes and Lego Marvel Super Heroes Two. But I've put more time into the first Super Heroes. Yeah, that was. That's the one with the open world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one with the, That's the one with the open Manhattan. Yeah. 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 Um, I like that one. I love that I, one. I, 
I, the first Lego game I got was Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Mm, it's um, not good. I've got that on the PS3. I'm yeah, interested. Which, which Lego game, game don't you have? Um, so you seem like a, a collector of Lego games. Lego Ninjago. Well, yeah, that's because that's not a real... That's not a real what was that? word. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I don't have Lego Jurassic Park. What else do I not have? Eh? Pirates. You don't Pirates get the, the Harry Potter one either, though. Oh, no, we've got the Harry Potter collection for Missy over there. Come on, shout hi so they can hear you. Hi. <laughs> okay, that's as good as it's going to get. Let's not go pick up on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing it on purpose. Yeah. So, yeah, so no I went on a bit of a, a Lego shopping spree. Mm. I've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed um, Marvel superheroes. And the last thing I've mainly been playing is Battlefield 1 because I've started reading a book on the First World War. All right. And it's got me back into playing Battlefield 1. Okay, cool. So, yeah. What book are you reading? Uh, it's just a book by David Stevenson called 1914 to 1918, and it is just a history of it. It's a history of it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I have also watched Thor Ragnarok. That's such a good movie. It is really, really good. Oh, mm. I Ragnarok. enjoyed that. Um, I do like it. I just can't get over how tonally different it is to the previous two. I think that's. I know. The, I love that. I, I, if they'd been Singer that way from yeah. the start, I'd have loved it. No, it's I think it's a good so change of pace. Yeah, I do think it's a good change. This is a lovely reboot because you can tell they had so it. much fun with that movie, it's and I love that. It feels like a reboot. That's the thing. One of the that's best the thing about that it for me is that it feels like a different character. Loki feels different. All the characters, the settings, everything about it is very alien compared to what the yeah, others were. And I think it's because of that change that I can't really get to grips with it but it's not a bad film I like no. it as a standalone film just as part of the Thor trilogy it, it, it was just part. very it wasn't bad it was just you see, very different you see now I don't see the Marvel movies as trilogies no, no I don't it's part of yeah. the same collection exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean like the Captain America's the Iron Man's are all tonally the same kind of thing they're mm -hmm. different stories different characters different plot lines and all that yeah but tonally you know, Captain America was, you know, walking around with a fucking flagpole up his rectum and Tony and Stark was a billionaire jackpot. Yeah. But the fact is, is that they, they play those same characters, whereas Thor's character just completely different in the third yeah, yeah. one. That's all. What was your favourite scene? Mm. The, the scene in the elevator. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember what, the game, what game they oh, call it. Um, get we, help. Yeah. Get help. And he's just sitting there, no, oh, no, we're not playing get help. I like it. We do get help. I, I hate it. You love it. And then... Opens the elevator. Can we get some help, please? Lobs him. Then goes, so demeaning. No, not for me. No. And then right at the end, when they're facing Hella, yeah. Loki oh. goes up and he goes, we're not playing get help. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Just because she's absolutely annihilating everything. See, for me, I, I do love the paternal shift in yeah. Thor. Because mm. the, the first Thor movie, don't get me wrong, I, didn't, I did not like it, but it's not one of my top Marvel movies. No. There is it's a, not mine. I, I, out, of the, out of those core three, mm. the Thor films are the worst. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. But the Ragnarok one elevates it to one of yes. my top five in the Marvel Universe. It's not at the beginning where he's he's purposely got himself captured. Cool. Yeah. And, he, and he's trying to spin round. And he's like, hold on a sec. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm not even doing it. Yeah, and I'm, it's just, just, I'm just giving myself a little bit around. Little bit around. And he goes, I know what you're thinking. How did I end up here? Yeah. And this, But even though it's like a, you say thing, it's a complete reboot of the character, there is still elements of Thor's arrogance in there. And yeah, yeah. of mm. all, all the characters, I do love that quality, that character flaw in Thor because yeah. in being arrogant, mm. even in Avengers 2, when he goes, I am mighty. It's just that flaw which I love yeah, about yeah. it. And the one thing I like about Ragnarok, they did that old 
fish out of water experience again mm -hmm. where he's put into a different situation yeah. it's totally new it's totally different and yeah. that's where Thor almost like shines a bit mm. which leads quite nicely are you now hyped for Infinity War oh I yeah. am hell yes I've been hyped for ages about that and it's so close now just to date this podcast it comes out at the end of the month mm -hmm. it comes out at the end of April end of April it comes out oh. Because I, I thought it was out roughly the same time as Deadpool. No, it comes out. It was supposed to come out in May, and then they did this wonderful little marketing thing where Robbie Downey Jr. went on, t on Twitter saying, "Hey, Russo brothers, how about releasing this movie a little bit earlier for me?" <laughs> like, sure, Mr. Stark, whatever you say. Cheers, guys. How about doing this down the other? Went, yeah, whatever you. Thanks. Don't worry, fans. Tony's got you back here. You know. <laughs> Which yeah. yeah, and if you said something like. 10 years ago that we're going to get this Marvel movie that has all these characters mm. thrown in. You'd think it'd be like the biggest clusterfuck mess ever. Yeah. But somehow you can put Guardians of the Galaxy next to Thor, yeah. even put Thor on a mission with Rocket Raccoon and Teenage Groot and it doesn't look or sound ridiculous yeah, yeah. even though it wonderfully is. Yeah, it is. It's complete batshit. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know what's going to happen yet. You don't know no. whether or not it's going to suck. But look at it. Look at the track record. And also, I don't think it's going to. It's got those comedy moments where you got, was it Peter Parker meeting Doctor Strange and do that whole play in his name where he goes, you know, I'm Peter Parker. I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, so we're doing made up names now. <laughs> I'm Spider Man. And then you got Thanos, which still puts hairs on the back of your neck, doesn't it? Yeah. When it does this whole, you know, I don't consider balancing the universe fun. But this just put a smile on my face, like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, what's gonna happen? You're and we still don't know what a six stone is. You're a fucking nerd. Oh, that's why I'm here, man. Uh, you know you love it. You, have you not heard that theory then? What a six stone? Mm. No, not yet. What's the theory? Yeah, what's right. the theory? So the theory is, if it's good, I'll praise it. If it's bad, I'm gonna knock it down like a. The theory that like I've read is nun. that the Infinity Stones spell out Thanos. Mm. Okay, so you've got the T for the Tesseract. Right. Yeah. A for the Ether. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got um, the Orb. So that's the O. Right, okay. Um, but what about the Eye of Agamotto, which is Doctor Strange's? Mm. Well, unless you go for A for Agamotto. I th no, I think that was the N for some something to do with the. <laughs> but, but no, so the theory the theory is that the last one is the seeing stone. It's the, well, the last one's the soul stone. Soul stone, yeah. sorry. So, yeah. Because you've got um, Tesseract, which is space. Yeah. Uh, power, which Nova Corps got, yeah. which is in the orb. Reality, which is the ether. Mm -hmm. uh, Mind stone, which Vision's got. Yeah. And then, am I missing? Yeah, the, the, the time stone, which is Doctor Strange's. Yeah, which I have to do the hand thing. You can't see it, but I'm doing the whole hand thing with the amulet. <laughs> And the last one, which is Soulstone. And it's orange. It's orange one, yeah. You yeah. don't even know what's power I'm, I'm is just, yet. I'm just, this is what I've heard. Mm. What are the colour of Heimdall's eyes? Are you saying that the Soulstone lies The theory in? is <laughs> that Heimdall is the Soulstone. Yeah. yeah, it's fear throw, but it's because at the moment they are quite faithful to the comics, their own little spin on it. The Soulstone originally was in Adam Warlock's forehead. Which at the end of Guardians Volume Two yeah. is the Sovereign's new Adam, whatever they yeah. call their new kid. Me personally, it should be Ben Brower because Christ and rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but, that that was the theory that I'd heard. And, I, I don't know how true that's going to be. I know they were going to originally introduce it into Black Panther, mm. but decided with the vibranium being as powerful as it was, yeah. it's been a unique thing to the Black Panther world. Yeah. That they decided now, nah, let's just keep the vibranium. Yeah. And to be honest, it works because Black Panther. 
while linked to the rest of the Marvel Universe, is a very standalone movie. Mm. Same with Doctor Strange, it's still mm. a very standalone movie. Still not seen Black Panther. Oh, oh see it, man. Really, it. Yeah, really it want to check it out. It is a good movie. Yeah. Um, believe the hype. Right, so back on to the catch-up. You'll go. Yes. My turn. So, I have been playing Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yes, nice link <laughs> to Alex's I Dragon Sinker. I, I saw that on Twitter. Mm. And I laughed. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I am about five hours in. It is very much a game about a boy band. Have you got an album for your boy band? Have you um, created an album? I'll tell you what, I'll come on to that in a minute. Because this <laughs> game, it's wonderful. If that is the thing you can do in the game, sign me off, actually. <laughs> Straight off the bat, you are given this... It's not a very big open world, but you're given this small open world to kind of go between these, these few outposts, and it teaches you about... Uh, combat, it teaches you about side quests, it teaches you about cooking, it teaches you about camping, it teaches yes. you about how everything kind of feeds into one another. How Have you just not got benefits. a bigger version of Persona now? Yeah, effectively, that's what this is, but again, I don't know how big Persona 5 is. Because you haven't played play that, that. yeah, <laughs> No, that might be just as good. But honestly, as much as it is very much about a boy band, it's... Uh, there's Prince Noctis, who is the character that you play as, who's whatever. Honestly, is he's, he another squall? He's, he's like no, <laughs> he's another squall, isn't he? The character formerly known as Prince. Yeah. Squall was genuinely interesting, whereas Noctis is a tall drink of emo water. Oh my god! So he's a boring version of Squall. I didn't think that was possible. Um, but then you've got his his three kind of kings. Guard? I don't know what they're called. I know um, one of them likes cooking, the specky one. Right. Yeah, that is... I've no idea. I've forgotten his name. Um, <laughs> it's all right. We've played five so hours it. of this game. I don't know his name. Um, so, there's another fair. one. There's a, There's the big buff guy. So the specky one is the guy is it... that drives the car. Oh, okay. And the guy that drives the car is... like He's got this very posh accent. And this is how I talk. Oh, so he's very British then. It's all the time. Rather. Listening to him. And every time you get in the fucking car. I love the car. Every time you get in the fucking car. Everything in order. Yes, that's why I got in the fucking car. You so, just... when, so when you're guardsman, you're basically your butler. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But he's the guy that does the cooking. And depending on where you camp, mm. he will then set up a stove and he will cook. And then depending on what uh, ingredients you've gone and gathered, whether you've actually harvested them from the monsters around the world or you've bought them from a shop he will then come up with new recipes these recipes will then have benefits that will then impact you in battle so you may have increased hp you might have increased um fucking vitality or strength Mm. or any of that or you could just have toast or you could just have toast which again like the the more basic your meal the fewer stat bonuses you get you can go fishing it as well you you? can go fishing yeah and again i saw benefits to that i saw a video on it um this guy called Max Dude, who does a lot of like fighting games, which I like to play in the background doing some work. He does a nice little section called uh, Base Rage. So not <laughs> it's not Bosch Rage, Base Rage, where basically he plays different games <laughs> and does the fishing sections yeah. <laughs> where he's trying to get the biggest fish possible. And there's one bit in it where he's like trying to do the Final Fantasy quest where he's trying to get the biggest fish he can with. Is it Gladys, your big burly guy with yeah, tattoos? Gladiolus. Gladiolus. Yeah, but of course, Gladiolus, just while we're on him, talks like this. And he's totally straight. Oh, it's <laughs> like, they're all terrible. But he yeah. is, he's testosterone plus 50 in his stats. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one with all the tattoos, by the way. Oh, right. And yeah. I can imagine Noctis has a really sissy one somewhere. He probably does. <laughs> it's probably on his hip. And uh, he's trying to get this big fish out of the lake. He's trying to get some sort of legendary fish you can fish or something like that. 
and he's going through the recipes like you said, and he goes, oh, this, fuck it, you didn't fish properly, you're getting toast today. <laughs> and I must admit, it was some very impressive toast. <laughs> we should maybe look at think graphically, that's the best toast I've ever seen. I hope there's just more to this game than toast and fish. And that's another thing. This game is so beautiful. Mm. It's It's... Like it's a ridiculous thing. Like Samantha saw it earlier, and she was like, "Are you fucking serious? Is this all there is?" No, that's not all there is. But she caught a bit where, for you're the most part, you're fishing. You will be driven round by the specky dude. Yeah. And uh, Ignis, that's his name. You can get a DLC for the Ignis, I think. Yeah, you can get um, DLC for all of them. All right. You can get episode Prompto, which is the young blonde emo looking one. Uh, there's episode Ignis <laughs> which is the specky one and there's episode Gladiolus who's like, testosterone been, 50 they've been really good about the DLC but I've not picked up any of that because obviously I've only just started the core thing um, I thought you got the mechanics one yeah that's what I'm interested now, about this is really cool it's one of those where you on the fly switch between four different weapon slots mm-hmm. so uh, you start off with a broadsword um, a javelin and I think it's a, like a like a war sword, so it's just a very very big sword. Yeah, yeah. like Cloud's um, Buster sword. And you can switch between them, and dependent on what you've got, it will affect how quickly you attack. It will determine then how strong your attacks are. But it's very much a game about blocking and parrying, and it's all about strategy. So you will find yourself, you know, when you basically used to start up your games and you would take turns to attack an enemy. Yes. This you just kind of fly straight in there. And as soon as you lock onto an enemy, you can press triangle and you, what's called warp strike, straight in and you attack. And if you do it from far enough, you get a kind of uh, bonus. You'll knock the enemy over. They'll become uh, vulnerable. And as a point, you can inflict more damage on them. You attack them from behind and it does bonus damage. You attack them from behind while you're with one of your colleagues or retinue or whatever you want to call it. Your them. butlers. And you uh, you'll do what's called a link strike. Okay. And you'll do different things. You can in hold my, down in my mind a link strike is just getting that little green dude from Zelda up here and just bitch slapping them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? You hold down L one and you can flick one of the directional buttons and then one of your guards will then carry out a special move as a result. Their moves will level up as they level up. It's, so how does it work there's with a the, lot to this game. How does it work with the the AI characters that you're with then? Very well. Do you control them as well? No. Oh, right. So okay. it's just pure, you just it's purely knocked us. But several times I found myself being knocked on my ass. And I've, you know, it, it happens. You know, in Final Fantasy, where your character reaches zero yeah. on the HP and you're like, no, fuck, it's game over. Yeah. I've. I've not had it where they run over and help me up, but they can come over and they can they They're can bloody, assist you out of these okay. things. My brother um, better bloody do that. Exactly. <laughs> but even if they don't do that, you press the R2 button that brings up the quick menu for items, you press potion, and with that you pop a potion and you get up, and that's half your HP restored. Okay. It's, it's very good about introducing you into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole thing, it starts off, before it even comes up the title screen, a Final Fantasy for fans and first-timers. Really? And you can see how that works. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's really cool. Um, it's a, definitely about a boy band, but I'm, I'm moving past that. Because it's chapter-based, isn't it? It's like one of the first, Apparently, it's yeah. one of the first Final Fantasy that seems to be chapter-based. Apparently it was a big spoiler in chapter 13 or something. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, I haven't really done a lot with it. I've not really read a great deal about it, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to it and I'm... I'm thinking this might be one that if it carries on being as good as it is, I'm going to try for the platinum. Do 
I know. Shit. You're going for a platinum that's not a Telltale game. Yeah. That means you have to put some effort in. Or Lego. I know, I've got to put effort yeah. in. You're going to have to beat that big tortoise which has got a mountain for a yeah, shell. Yeah, we had a mountain tortoise. Yeah. Honestly, that's something like, the achievement rate for that is something like 14.8%. I looked at it yesterday. Yeah, because it's like... Because I have to determine, like, the platinum trophy, the achievement rate is 9.1. Right. 9.1? You're going to be You're going to be elite. 1% of all people in the world that have achieved that. Which means, when you consider how many people that is, you're gonna be that's a... quite a lot. Well, no, it's how so many I people that have played okay. the game. You're like... You don't know how many people have played the game. No, that's that's everyone that boots it up is added into that percentage. Right. Okay. So you know when you when you know when you boot up a game, yeah. and then you go into your trophy list and it's that game and it says zero percent. Mm. Yeah. That's you adding into the overall percentage. Right. Okay. So the more people that play it, obviously, will then drop that number yeah, yeah. down. But the more people that get the platinum, increase that number up. So. If one person had the game and he got the platinum, 100% of people have got the platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that oh, works. Right. Okay, I've heard that Adamantius tortoise thing is like a fucking hour slog of a fight. Yeah, apparently it's a long time. Yeah, I, was, I, was here, I was watching a video on it where someone kind of like was on it for like an hour and then got bitch like out of the arena and it reset the whole thing. We've been oh, on it for like an hour. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Although apparently I think with the DLCs and the patches, there is something like a one hit kill with that fucker. Oh, really? Yeah, you've got to have like go through all the DLCs and stuff like that. Oh, okay. my. Do, do that, that then, yeah. yeah. Do that. But again, sucker. like you've got all additional um, trophies with all your DLC and things like that, which means that if I ever do get a hundred percent and platinum on Final Fantasy fifteen, and then I start one of the fucking DLC, I'm gonna end up with it looking like you got the platinum, but you only got seventy percent of the trophy, yes. and that's gonna look terrible. So, <laughs> question: Can you drive that car GTA style? Or is uh, on no, that's another thing. You can later on down the line drive the car yourself. Oh my god. Um, which is something that I kind of want to do because this is also the car that you can later then turn into the airship. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I've also seen it crash as well which is even more funny. I haven't seen that. I did a U-turn and went it's straight so down and <laughs> came over. You were asking about albums for my boy band. Mm. Emo and Sync. You can go and you can buy the soundtrack. So at the minute I'm listening to the soundtrack Final from Nine. Final Fantasy 7. I've not found oh, 9 yet. Oh. I've not found 9 just yet. Trust me, that's going on there. But the, the main thing to Final Fantasy VII is like my go-to song at the minute. Oh. Which um, one? The Battle Cry or the one where no, when it starts opening it goes ding ding ding. That one, yeah. Air Assist theme. No, I, I can't remember. It's called the main theme. Like, I've gone through and Air Assist theme I'm fairly certain is different, but... Best Air Assist theme ever. Final Fantasy Advent Children soundtrack. Oof, if you ain't got that, thing. get that on iTunes because that Eris theme is beautiful. It's done piano. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's very cool and honestly, I, I, I love it to bits. Like, I'm going to be putting a lot of time into this. I'm really enjoying it. See, it's, as much as you enjoy it, and as much as I'm going to take the piss out of it being like boy band's road trip through Final Fantasy land. Which it is. It's just something about this doesn't click with me. Yeah, and I was a little bit afraid of that because yeah. the, the last one that I played like canonically I mean don't get me wrong I've gone back to others but the last one that I played was 13 yeah and I did not like 13 yeah. isn't 13 like bad. a 20 hour tutorial and yeah like, like, like a lot of when people you get, when you've done 20 hours it gets good then yeah I don't have 20 <laughs> hours <laughs> what a whole day thanks <laughs> this is it I, I don't have that kind of time to waste on something not being good mm. so whatever for me I'm still waiting for another Final Fantasy 9 type yeah I yeah. like, like. Then again, I really, I really like battle chases, and that was very much like your dragon sink, as mm. turn based. Mm. Yeah, brutally hard. I mean, well, I haven't completed it. The combat on that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, depending on uh, which location you're in, I've gone in and I've thought, oh fucking, I've got 
good characters here. I've built them up. This one fucking creature's taking two hits and I've gone. Yeah, and exactly. I'm sat there going, what the fuck is that all about? And you feel really proud about it. So like, oh yeah, done a bit of grinding yeah, five hours, I think, built up a stats. This, and then he just goes, no, fuck no, off. No, oh, no, no. Fuck off, mate. You're not coming through here. <laughs> yeah. Definitely waffled on about Final Fantasy too long. But if you're not sure about it, at the minute, you can download for free Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition on iOS. What and is Pocket Edition? Pocket yeah. Edition is kind of like the uh, graded down version of the actual game. So, I mean, if I Whip it find out the phone. app, you can kind of... Oh, God, you've got it on your phone as well, haven't you? You can see it there, yeah. I've got it on my uh, phone because I was having a look at it. And I was like, actually, that's quite cool. I hope you're raising um, chocobos and mugs on that. I think you can get it on the Switch as well. Let me just okay. see if I can't find it on the App Store. Because uh, what's annoyed me is with the Switch, I've realised very quickly that I need to get an SD card for it. Oh, seems like memory stick. Yeah, because I, I, I got LA, LA Noir. FIFA 18 was on sale, mm. so I went and purchased that, and it turned around and said it does not have enough space. And I've realised that it, the, the hard drive itself only has like 12 gig. So it's got LA Noir on there, but I need to get an SD card in order to... Uh, so just, I mean, oh, we've, we've pulled the video. Man. You can see that the... This is a chibi version of Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, this yeah. is the very kind of scaled down version of it, but it's the exact same story, the exact same settings. Right. It's just brought Mini right version. down it, so that yeah. it plays on your phone, and I'm fairly certain you've got the same one on the Switch. So <laughs> it's quite cool. Like I, I haven't picked it up. Like, sorry, I picked it up. I haven't played it because I'm like, I don't know if I've got the time yeah. to put into this. And then you so realise where you work, maybe, and you thought, yes, I do. Maybe if I've got it on my phone, I'll play it more. But at the minute, I'm making it work on my PS4. Another thing that kind of turned me off about Final 15 was almost having a real-world mechanics to it, in the sense that you've got to go fishing and make toast. You don't have to. You don't have to, but... It since it's a, well, it sounds mm, It's a side quest thing, and I did like Final Fantasy VII side quests, as in, like, Chocobo racing. Mm, and yeah. I kind of missed that whole kind of, like... Fancy vibe to Final Fantasy XV. You get side quests and things Besides like that. Besides the monster hunting where you beat it to a big tortoise. Yeah. You, you get side quests, you get monster hunts, you speak to people in diners who will... They're kind of like your barkeeps. You know, you used to go to your barkeep and you're like, tell me about the local area. And they'll be like, huh, let me tell you something. While well, they fucking polish your glass with a towel. Um, <laughs> that is a fancy world because everyone else just tells you to fuck off. Go, I don't know, there's <laughs> sand over there, right? This is it. They will tell you, and then your map will update with point, key points of interest. <laughs> and you get to see your oh, that was strangely like, sexy mechanic as well. That was the bit like the yeah, black flag with that bartender sort Yeah, of thing. you speak to people, yeah, yeah. and they, yeah, it's the exact same mechanic. Yeah. Um, yeah the, speaking Tom, of mechanics, the sexy mechanic is Cindy. Who bends over in hot pants a lot for lots she, of things. This is it. I was telling Samantha about it. I said, I genuinely can't, <laughs> I genuinely can't look at her at all. Because she creeps me out a little bit. Because she looks like a Barbie doll, putting denim hot pants, and then they put this bikini on her. You know what? I'm sold in this game. How can I download it? (laughs) But instead of having tits, they kind of put two flesh-coloured melons in the front. The tits look weird. To be fair, though, this is made by, was it Square Enix now? And I bet you any more those designer and programmers haven't now lead to the building for, like, years. She's got a very heavy Southern American accent. In fact, there's a bit where she's bending over, because of course she is, she's bending over the car, just polishing the screen, and she leans (laughs) back and goes... 
There we go. Saw prettier than ever. This sounds like oh, a Dead of a Lion game now. fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, does she have incredibly heavy breasts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I played Bloodborne for ten minutes. I know, I was going to call you a pussy because that's as far as you got. <laughs> yeah. But How have you only played it for ten minutes? Because it's actually a tough game. Because I played it, well, I played it for about twenty minutes. Okay. But the first ten minutes I was making progress... And the next 10 minutes I spent dying. fighting the werewolf and then dying and then fighting the werewolf and then dying and over and over. Okay. Not realising, as Slinger told me about 20 minutes ago, you I was meant to run past it. And you've also been punching that thing. <sighs> you need to get yourself the hunter's axe yeah. and a gun, which you get from the hunter's dream. Yeah, and again, I've, I know the little things that I went up to when they spoke to me about it, and I know what I picked yeah. them. I've just obviously not equipped them, and then, so I've done something wrong there. To be fair, you're not alone, because I've been playing the shit out of Bloodborne, and I love it, and the first few bits, yeah, I did suffer a little bit from yeah. how the mm. hell do you play this game a little yeah. bit. But that is a, a from software thing, because they do kind of like throw in the deep end. Yeah, if yeah. you thought... Bloodborne was tough. I'd love to see you do the opening bit of Dark Souls. No. Especially I'm, when the assigned demon drops down and freaking boots your ass. <laughs> I am currently sold on Bloodborne. I am ready to rock with it. It's just that thing of, it's just not up my alley at the moment. It is, I want something a little bit that I can relax with. And at the minute, I'm I'm being driven around by yeah. my fucking posh, specky butler listening to Final Fantasy theme tunes. I'm uh, quite eating happy toast. Eating toast and fishing bass. To be fair to you, Bloodborne and Final Fantasy are two totally mm. different games. I've been playing Bloodborne, and you said last time that uh, Bloodborne was the easy version of Dark Souls. It's really not, because when the reason why I used to hold off from playing Bloodborne is you cannot block. There is no block mechanic, yeah. where in Dark Souls you can yeah. get your tower shield and pretty much be a tank. When you've got the, the kite shield. Yeah. That's got 100% so physical. Which means, yeah. You can't get damage from it. I, I love that shield. With your shield, so you take actually some damage, yeah. which shows you what a bloody uh, bastard of a game Dark Souls <laughs> can be out here. But, you know, I really, so I was a bit hold back from, you know, because I wasn't really too good at rolling in Dark Souls, but in Bloodborne, I freaking love it. I think because it's more responsive, it's a lot yeah. quicker. So yeah. you're dashing out well, of the way. Again, with Dark Souls and rolling, it depends on your character because weight goes into it yes you have the weight factor yeah in bloodborne you don't have that which is good oh okay because the heavier you are the slower the roll and the clunkier the roll is and it's a lot easier for enemies to attack you Mm. so if you're wearing some big ass armor you're not going to go anywhere so that's where it comes into it yeah in bloodborne you don't have that factor in fact you can equip two guns and two weapons Mm. and it doesn't affect your speed at the slightest your stamina is a little bit more generous because obviously you're dashing around more than in bloodborne Uh, sorry, in Bloodborne, then in Dark Souls. Mm. In Dark Souls, you take, what, one hit of your shield and bam, you half your stamina's gone. And yeah. then take another hit and that's it, you're on your ass. Uh, but I've been, even though there is a tough learning factor you found from yeah. Bloodborne, once you get past that bit, it's but really good. I'm, I'm good with that because as mm. much as I kept dying and then coming back, I wasn't angry at the game no. because I was dying. I was just... I was accepting of the fact that this was my fault that I wasn't quick enough because I've seen videos where people round. have actually beat the, oh, the werewolf just with their fists. Yeah. And I got, I, like, I was, I was saying, Slinger, I got the damn thing down to a quarter health wow. Which before is it, it killed me off. Yeah, so actually, I am up for this game. I'm just at the minute. I'm not in the right headspace for that kind of tone yeah, yeah. of game. Yeah. Um, it does because I've done a few. I've done quite a lot on bosses at the moment and mm. once you, you do feel your heart kind of like pump a little bit because mm. you've got that fast movement yeah. going around yeah. the problem you've got at the moment since you're at the Guinness stage is 
you won't be able to level up until you get one insight. Yeah. Which, which is one thing I love about Bloodborne is the lore. It's the game's greatest and also weakest point. The story aspects of it is very Lovecraft horror. Yeah. And you get these things called uh, Madman's Knowledge or, or Great Man's Knowledge. And the more you get, the more you actually see into the world, it's almost like you're going a little bit crazy. So if you get more than 40 insights before you have the third phase, which is the Red Moon, mm. you actually see these massive things called armadillos on the side of the cathedral buildings. And armadillos are pretty much like Cthulhu creatures that had sex with a big-ass spider. And they're, yeah, they're really creepy to see. But at the same time, you know, this lore is there for you to explore. Yeah. But it's also at the same time, its weakest point is you have to go and find it. So you have to read the items yeah. and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But I think that's the problem is that... you got to have I'm a playing, little bit of concentration there, yeah. When I'm playing a video game, like the point is is that I'm, doing, I'm carrying out the movements, I'm carrying yeah. out the attacks, I'm being part of that story... And I don't play video games to be a character that stands there reading the back of a rice packet. Exactly. <laughs> huh. Ingredients, one part spider eggs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's mm. not so... I mean, it's one of those games where, I, mm. I mean, the thing I loved about Bloodborne is it goes back... You can see it was by the same team that did Dark Souls, because the level design is wonderful. I remember in Dark Souls 1, when you kind of, like, you go through all this, like, castle area, then you beat the Taurus demon, then you flip this ladder down, you realise you're at the point where you just started. Yeah. And yeah. that's a brilliant bit of level design because that's your shortcut. Yeah. Bloodborne has that a lot, so there's lots of little shortcuts for you yeah, to get they, there. They, they did that at the beginning mm. of the Dark Souls 3. When, yeah. when you're still just um, on the walls of the Lothric Castle, you go in a circle when yeah. you fight these knights and then you come up an elevator. And you realise it's, you realize it's, it's right shortcut. at the very beginning. So the, the longer you spend... With the Dark Souls, the longer you spend looking around and, and fighting these bosses and, and exploring the area, the, the more you realise, oh, well, I can go from A to B yeah, a lot quicker. quite quicker. Go through this one. And it does come in handy, especially when you've got to a boss battle. At yeah, the moment, yeah. I'm fighting this kind of, I mean, it's like vampire castle where I've got to fight, fight this guy called Master Logan and he's a, it's a fucking dick. And that's all blood bosses are and Dark Souls <laughs> bosses are. But it's also not a game where you feel like you're cheating when you've got to get a guide. Yeah. I mean, there's some great guys out there. As much as cringeworthy it says me to say it, a guy on YouTube called Epic Name Bro, I'm not even lying, does a great <laughs> little playthrough. Vita Bardi, he does some really good lore videos. But if you ever want to watch a nice little funny Dark Souls one, a playthrough, it does not take yourself seriously. Wild Pie 101. Fighting Cowboy. <laughs> I've got on YouTube. Follow a guy called Fighting Cowboy. He does a drunk walkthrough of Dark Souls. That I've got to say. And it is, it is quite funny. Um, just, I'm just conscientious of the time. Just also, I've been playing a little bit of Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction. Which one's that? Um, that's the... The previous you know the ones, one's the movie. Yeah, you know the ones on the um, PS3 that they did? Yeah, yeah. They did Tools of Destruction, Quest for Booty, and A Cracking Time. Yes, yeah. Um, I went and got those again, and I've started playing the first one over. I've been playing Burnout Paradise because I can't bring myself to Not separate with £35 <laughs> for the sake of playing the game that I already have on my PS4. Okay. So, right. just going to play it on my PS3. I don't blame you. It's the reason why I haven't picked up the Arkham Remaster set. I've been checking out Netflix. Uh, I've been watching American Horror Story. You've also been watching something else, haven't you? I have been watching something else. It's going to make me happy, isn't it? But for now, let me tell you about American Horror Story. Oh, you fucking arse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've also been watching One Punch Man. Yeah, boy. What? One, One Punch, Punch Man, Man is oh. fucking wonderful, isn't it? 
isn't it? It's really good. <laughs> what? what? I was okay, I'm going to give the elevator pitch right now. Okay. One, One Punch Man is in a world of superheroes, and he's so ridiculously overpowered that he defeats any villain with one punch, okay. which leads to absolute boredom in his part. Yeah. He <laughs> is a superhero for fun. Yep. Yeah. Although, um, at the end, he becomes a superhero professional. Oh, yeah, he becomes yeah. a superhero professional. At the end, though. But he is a hero for fun, and he literally goes out to fight bad guys and he wants that exhilarating rush and fire in his heart but because he beats everything with with one punch he doesn't get that so he's actually stressed about it Um, who's the the actor that plays him Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's an anime it's an anime anime. it's a Japanese cartoon yeah and it's it's so so funny I genuinely cannot get over how good it is I just love the bit where they go to the one of the villains is a house of illusion and they've got all like these giant monkeys and the giant Kabuto thing and they ask and this cyborg called Genos who's completely besotted by Satama, who's one punch man, mm. he wants to be like his disciple and be as strong as him and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And he's like, how do you get so strong? And Satama goes, well, every day for three years, I did 100 press-ups, 100 squats, and ran for 10 kilometers every day. I'm really proud of himself. And I was like, that's just basic training. Stop fucking bullshitting <laughs> yeah. us. You know? And no, the greatest thing is no one believes that he can defeat anyone with one punch. <laughs> so all the people are like, well, this is obviously put up, isn't yeah. it? It's like when he goes against Great Sea King and everyone's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> this is it, that Sea King, like, I am the king of the Sea Clan and he walks around, fucking kills all these heroes, he beats people up, like Genos, the cyborg disciple, he basically rips him in half and um, what's his name? Uh, Saitama turns up and he literally just goes, huh, okay then. Punches him once, kills him. Yeah, it's just like and this. This guy basically, this guy spanned two episodes. Saitama turns up, punches him once, he's out. Perfect. It's Have so you, good. You seen the finale of King Bor- uh, Lord Boris? Yes, I've seen. Oh. I've, I've finished it now. Lord Boris turns up. It's absolutely brilliant. Is it just one season then, or is it just one? Ten episodes, one season for oh. the time being. Twelve. Twelve episodes. Is it? I thought it was ten. Yeah. I've only got ten on the Blu-ray. Oh. And we've got some because they've got like some extras though, so it might be that. Maybe then, yeah. yeah. I've got it's got twelve on Netflix. Oh, so. some extras. The one thing I do love when he goes against uh, Lord Boris is uh, Boris, 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 Boris. And he goes, um, "I am, you know, the dominator of the universe." And he goes, "Whatever, man. I don't know what the dominator of the universe has got against her." <laughs> <laughs> Your punch cracked my. Was it uh, my armor? It's released my irresistible, insatiable power. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brilliant like there are bits where um, I think it's where he's facing off against the cyborg monkey oh, and, which is as awesome as it sounds yeah, yeah and he's sat there and he goes once I was just a simple monkey living in the rainforest and then when humans came into the rainforest and chopped down the rainforest where I lived which was a rainforest <laughs> and it goes on like this and eventually and like he just he loses his temper and goes fuck shut up shorten your backstory to 20 words or less otherwise it's too long like it's brilliant like everyone's got these really in-depth tragic me backstories to them that they love to tell yeah. And Saitama just doesn't give and two he, shits. He doesn't give a fuck. And <laughs> like, but it's hilarious. It's so funny. How much do you love the theme song to it, though? Um, I'll be honest. Oh. I It's a little too long for me. 
and well, one minute thirty. Net- and Netflix, yeah. <laughs> and Netflix has this wonderful thing where if you tap the screen, it comes up with the option skip intro. Skip intro. Oh, dude. So. I watched it once, and then for 11 consecutive episodes, <laughs> I skipped that fucking intro hard. I mean, I love the bit where he punches the star man in the face and breaks him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One punch! Cue J-Rock. It's, it's brilliant. Mm. Check it out, guys. No, um, I'll and just very quickly, I've been reading Spider-Man by Bendis. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm waiting for it to come Is to Is that the end. Miles Morale one? Yeah. Don't you love how every cover does not actually reflect what happens inside? Yes. Yeah, that's I brilliant. Remember, that. I noticed that. I remember, um, was it? it was one the last one I read, it was Miles Morales being held by the hobgoblin? by his neck, by the hobgoblin, and, these... and the hobgoblin's about to shove a pumpkin bomb in his face, and not once do the two of them interact in the actual comic that you read. <laughs> so... In the next one, it has, was it Sandman drowning the... Miles Morales, yeah, and all he does is I've, issue. I've not actually read that yet. All oh, right, so. don't get excited about a big Sandman fight. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm me personally. I cannot wait for Ben just to fuck off. Mm. Which is a shame for me because I actually did really like him as a writer. Ultimate Spider-Man when it first came out was one of my favorite comics. Now he's just so boring. I read the first issue of the Shattered Grid arc of Power Rangers. You do love that, don't you? It's fucking good. Don't man. you love that? Uh, I'll tell you what else. That I've trailer they did with. Uh, oh. Um, Jason Davis what's it was Jason David Frank that's it three names not one of them is surname (laughs) (laughs) they're all first names yeah Yeah. no he's he's brilliant he made his own costume from as well how awesome is that yeah he loves that shit he looks fantastic as Lord Dracon I tell you that was something that needed to be made and this is what this is what I keep saying it's for us the people that were kids at the time it came out and it's you do still... realise to make it like it's not for you children this is our scene like yeah. as soon as Be someone gone, you millennials. as soon as they turn around and go look there's a Power Rangers trailer darling like, and they watch it they'll be like mummy this looks really mean I don't I don't know it's meant to be like because it's for us it's not for kids I don't know who that Jason person is but he scares me <laughs> yeah he has Wildly no show summarise. <laughs> um so yeah, I've been checking that out. I've also been reading Daredevil. Mm. I love me some Daredevil. The newest one. Who's writing that at the moment? Um, I actually don't know. I'm a little bit annoyed because I wrote down the fact that Bendis is writing Spider-Man, but I didn't write down <laughs> who the fuck it's is you, writing Daredevil. It's because you know I'll slag the shit out of Bendis. I can't wait <laughs> for him to fuck off to do... He's doing Man <laughs> of Steel. He's doing his own Superman one. Yeah, That's going to be terrible. Him, whatever. But I've been reading, um, obviously, Daredevil, as yes. I've said. But it's more a case of oh, the back, soul. It's it's the back in black uh, storyline, mm. and I'm, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving the costume. Uh, came to the end of the Supreme storyline, and he's back in the red again. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I prefer the black. <laughs> if I'm honest. Thought it looked quite okay, cool. Get you got Wang. <laughs> no, I just I mean yeah, you, you can see the you can see the I don't like the black costume yeah. here, and you can see just how nice it is. I like the wraps around his hands because it makes me think about his dad being a boxer. I just think it's a little bit better where the thing about his completely red costume is it's a little bit boring as a result. The red costume worked for the Mark Ward run. Because Mark Wade. Mark Wade, sorry. Mark Wade run because that was a bit more fun. Mm. That was when he was based in San Francisco. I love that. Now he's based in Hell's Kitchen again, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, back in, he's back in New York and he's the assistant uh, district attorney. Mm. He's no longer a lawyer. He's no longer a defence lawyer. He is now a prosecutor. So it's quite interesting. Um, they did a really cool bit in Supreme. It was more about him being able to testify within court as Daredevil, which sounds boring, mm. but 
it was more about setting a precedent so that in future court cases, superheroes would be able to testify against the criminals that they put in prison. Okay, so that's a little of, bit interesting. Yeah, and that was the whole point. It's His whole premise was, this is the end of crime. Because at the minute, what we do is we beat people up and then we leave them outside the police yeah. station. That's and called Bruce Wayne off. justice. Yeah, and then what happens to those people? I was assaulted by a vigilante. You've got no evidence for the fact that I was doing anything wrong. The one person that maybe saw me doing something maybe illegal is a vigilante and you can't take his statement without him revealing his or her identity. And that was the whole point. It was how do they work around that? And that was Daredevil's story. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. That is an interesting twist in the Marvel Universe. I do like it when they introduce that sort of thing. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah. It's cool. I also like it when they make it standalone for just that issue. The problem mm. I have... Well, sorry, not an issue for that character. The problem I have sometimes with comics is when they try and do the whole event thing and try and spread it across... Civil War. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Some things do work better for... Just one character. Exactly, yeah. yes. Anyway, we've been waffling too long. That's tell right. us what you've been up to. Well, I'll tell you what, do you want to tell what I've been reading if you've been going to do your reading thing? I've been reading yeah, Batman on. White Knight. Okay. Have you heard this one? I've, I've, heard, I've heard you speak of it. I'm, just, I'm going to grab a beer. Okay, but you do that. You get talking. pissed. Keep talking. Batman White Knight. Basically, it's what if the Joker went sane. Oh, okay. So this is the whole concept of it. So the whole thing is Batman beats up, uh, beats up the Joker and due to medication... Joker becomes sane. Yeah, in Arkham he becomes sane. He becomes okay. Jack Napier, which is the character that was in the first Batman movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jack Napier, yeah. How he becomes sane is a little bit you've got to take hit and miss because obviously the Joker is absolutely barmy and it, through taking pills, the Joker yeah, yeah. becomes sane again. So that concept, you just just put you back in your head and okay. get it. But seeing him become like a congressman and all that sort of time, oh, take over... Um, pretty much Gotham, in a mm. legal way, it's actually quite interesting to see. And yeah. Batman actually goes a little bit more mental because of this. So Batman's taking a really big hit because he loses Alfred. Well, okay. Alfred okay. actually dies in the, in the story. This White Knight is actually a little bit separated from the usual DC universe. Okay. Mm. So, big example. Is that one of these Elseworlds stories? Yeah, but it's not being marketed like that, though. Right, okay. Which is quite nice. Because that was like the Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, thing. that's an Elseworld thing. But this has just kind of like become its own thing without mm. even like going, oh, this is an Elseworld thing. So, the biggest example is um, Dick Grayson wasn't the first Robin. All right. Jason Todd was. Oh, okay. And you actually don't know if he's dead. <laughs> so, one of the things that happens is, because Harley Quinn... It's there to try and keep Jack Napier sane. Mm. But, you know, Batman reaches out to him because one night the Joker's going to go absolutely mental and kill Jason Todd. Yeah. Mm. We actually don't know if Jason Todd's alive and kicking. So that may happen in one of the sequels that have been planned as well. Right. Okay. But there's also been two Harley Quinns in this one. So this is how balmy the Joker was. He didn't notice that Harley Quinn actually replaced herself with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> to get away from obviously the toxic relationship between her and Joker, yeah. Yeah. she got replaced with someone else, and Joker didn't even notice. Wow. This new Harley now is on a complete uh, a new crime screen calling herself Neo Joker. Wow. Is that the end? It's just episode, sorry, not episode, issue seven is just ended with the Joker actually making a reappearance. Jack Napier's kind of slipped back into that personality because Neon Joker has totally fucked things up, good and proper. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to see where it goes from there. Yeah, but That's the, interesting. Well, the opening scene in issue one completely hooks you. It starts off with a Batmobile riding into Arkham Asylum. Yep. Out pops Jack Napier riding the Batmobile. Oh. Goes to, <laughs> yeah, already you're hooked, right? Goes to, the, goes to a crime cell, 
what's in there, Batman chained up. Oh, wow. okay. And we've hit the point now where Batman's just got arrested. That's cool. Yeah. I should be interested to read that because I... Where do you, where do you look at it? Because I, I, I must admit, I'm not hooked up on comic books as the, the parent. Mm. Where do you do read mine them? through comicsology. Okay. But you do a lot of physical release, don't I you? I get mine from Forbidden Planet in Leicester. Oh, okay. So I pop down there. So mm. one of my weekly traditions is pop down to Leicester, yeah. grab my comics, have a cup of tea, and pet a manager or whatever, and that's pretty much my weekly thing. Yeah. I don't buy a lot, actually. It's so English, it's I unreal. Know, tell me about it. <laughs> I actually don't buy a lot these days. My comic ratings drop quite significantly okay. down, but the mm. ones I do get, I fucking love like anything. Black Science, if you haven't got that, Pick it up. It is wonderful. Yeah. I need to find the time to read the ones that you've got. Yeah, because I've got, two, got the first two trade First two volumes, yeah. Black Science is basically, if you like, you can like pulp science fiction stuff mm-hmm. and reality jump in. Okay. This is your bag. Right, it okay. is wonderful. There's a brilliant uh, issue in it where one of the characters betrays another one and she actually gets her come ups on it. And how it is done is fucking awesome. Oh, okay. I need to check that out. You ain't got it in that book, but when. No, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's an ongoing one, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. ongoing. At the moment, it's end. It's not ended. It's something like issue thirty nine, but there's massive breaks in between it because oh, okay. obviously the art quality. But yeah, fucking balls to the wall, insane. That's cool. And one I'm really hoping will come out soon, which I've got on the edge of my seat for, Unbrother Academy. Mm. I need that fucker to come out. I need a brother Academy Where to come out. Where are they up to now? Because again, the artist is, is writing that. You've got me the first two volumes yeah. of that. And I, I love that. We're still well, waiting for number three to so come out. You, you're talking to an obviously Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy is a great little comic. I mean, the first what's the first one called? She's called Umbrella Academy. The second um, one's called Dallas. Yeah. Um, the Umbrella Academy is about these seven children that are adopted by a scientist that's... Slash adventurer slash space alien. Yes. Okay. Um, and basically, yeah. these, <laughs> these seven children are all... Um, absolutely incredible in some way or another. Mm. Like one might be incredibly intelligent, one might be psychic, one might be te- um, well, you know, telekinetic or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. One of the children in particular has no power whatsoever. And from the outset, the father slash scientist slash adventurer slash space alien says, there's nothing special about you. There's nothing good about you. Which right. is a lie. Which is a lie. Because they're actually one of the most incredible children out of the seven mm. um, and it's it's very good I mean you, yeah. you speak more about it because you're familiar the, with the powers are a bit warped uh, so there's one character called the rumour mm. who she can make anything come true mm. so all she says is something like I heard a rumour that and then what she says afterwards okay. becomes real right, okay. uh, Space Boy which I absolutely love the design of Basically, it was this kid who's almost like it's almost like Superboy when he started off yeah, yeah. except he went on a trip to Mars things went wrong he had to have his head Surgically attached to a body of a gorilla. It's batshit crazy. It's okay. wonderfully crazy. The opening scene, the opening few pages of it explains it all, and it's just wonderful how it's done. In fact, it starts off with saying it, it all began with a flying elbow strike to a space squid from planet X947 or something like yeah, that. It's brilliant. It's just wonderfully daft. And I personally cannot wait for the uh, third volume. It's also done by Gerard Way, mm. who was front guy for My Chemical Romance. Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. He's one of the few people actually made that transition from music to comments, and you don't go for fucks. So, what are you doing, Rob Zombie? Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. I, I really like those comics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what Doom Patrol? Check out Doom Patrol Doom as well. Patrol. By him. What else have we got on the on the I don't know what to call it 
The Wheel of Slinger. The Wheel of Slinger. What else have you been up to? Well, I've been up to. Well, I went to Bologna at the book fair. <gasps> but that's not very interesting to you guys, so moving on. What is this? I can't believe, honestly, it's fucking ridiculous. The part, right, so. In case we've never mentioned it to anyone ever before, Slinger mm. is an incredibly talented artist and illustrator. Yeah. And he'd been doing quite a lot of work as part of his uh, university course in Cambridge. My master's. His master's. And Which I passed. This kind of all came oh, yeah. to its, its apex when you went to Italy. Yeah, Bologna. Bologna. So tell us what you did. Basically in Bologna, we've got this book fair going on where pretty much it's a world thing. Every country comes in with different publishers to have to display the new books or anything like that. So my university had a stand where different publishers, different agents come to it, see our work, and if they like us, they'll, you know, either give us a tug or something like that. Yeah. So I've got a bit of feedback from that. You can also go and see other publishers as well if you want to get like a portfolio review. Mm. Funny fact, there's one in Leicester. Oh, really? I went all the fucking way to Italy to find out there's a publisher on my doorstep. There you go. <laughs> Bizarre, ain't it? I thought, oh, Lester, I'm going to go for my portfolio review there. Remember, foxes, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger's good. <laughs> FA Cup, we were stolen this year, weren't we? Yay, shit. <laughs> but no, it's, a, it's insane book fair. It's absolutely overloaded. A lot of the bigger companies there, though, such as Macmillan, uh, Penguin Random House, they're only there to kind of like sell the rights to different publishers. They, they don't do book reviews, mm. uh, portfolio reviews, sorry. But it's always good to pick up the business card. I've got a few people I need to send my stuff off to later. So there you go. Yeah, which is totally overwhelming. I was supposed to be there for four days. I was knackered after three, hence why I went to Florence for the day and ended up in Rome. Mm-hmm. Colosseum yep. should be renamed Selfie City Central. Yes. Admittedly, <laughs> I had uh, someone I worked with and they went, oh, look at this. I went, I went to Rome. It's the most amazing place Here's the Colosseum. Each one is a picture of him and his missus yeah. selfieing with the fucking Colosseum. All right. Whatever. If I was there, you see my disgust face in the background. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> tourist. <laughs> like me. Like, yeah, because that's all you were. Because you got on a train and went 300 I was, miles. I was, I was, an, accident, I was I an accidental tourist. That's how bad I was. In fact, I was walking around because I didn't wasn't going to pay for a tour guide because I was that tight. But it's like a tour happening every five minutes around the Colosseum. So all you have to do is like just walk five steps, bam, another tour, walk five steps, another tour. Someone actually asks, because I was standing in the middle of this tour, so what brings you to Rome? And I went, wrong train. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was being funny. I was actually being serious. Yeah. I'm genuinely lost. Yeah. How do I get to a train station again? So have you been up to anything else? So I'm from Bloodborne, I've been playing a bit of Sonic Mania. Mm. How is that? Old school style Sonic. You love Sonic 3, Sonic CD, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Really, really good. Okay. One of the things I did love about it, it brought back Oil Ocean Zone, which is my favourite one from Sonic 2. I hate Oil Ocean Zone. Did you ever do that thing where you... It's not cheating. What's that term? Cheesing. Where <laughs> Was it's it not half cheating. Yeah, it's basically... It's not cheating be, because you're not breaking the game to do it. You're not entering a code or something like that or like you would traditionally, but you were doing, you were exploiting uh, part of the game to be able to I, not I die. I can't look at you seriously now you've said cheesing. So it's, it's, a gen- got, it's a genuine I, game. I've just got South Park in the head. It's yeah. a genuine yeah. game with a cat and a spray yeah. in the face. But, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing to do with Oil Ocean Zone is where you've got the two platforms and Dr. Robotnik, because that's his fucking name, because we're Western. comes up through the oil. Oh, man. But that's what, Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> 
comes up through the oil to then fight Sonic. Whereas what you could do is because you didn't immediately die when you went into the oil, jump up you could that. jump up. You went under the platform and continuously jumped so that he couldn't hit you. No, okay. Oh, no, you can't do that with this one. Can you not? No, the bosses oh. change. Damn. Here's, here's a very good game. Like I say, fan of all Sonics, it's brilliant. My only question now is where can they go with this? Because obviously now it's Sonic Mania is like the best Sonic game in recent history. If Some of these levels were designed from the ground up. By, a lot of them were designed from the ground up. So yeah. realistically, you could end up with another small collection like you've had through Sonic Mania. Yes, but the only problem is that um, usually people want something new. They which do. Which is the problem. And that's how they end up with things like Sonic Forces. Yeah. Which in Sonic Unleashed, we have Sonic Werewolf in it. A part of me can't actually... Sonic 2006, where he falls in love with a human, human. girl. Yeah, a part of me can't actually blame the Sonic team because they, they are trying to do something new and that you kind of got to appreciate because they're not doing like the same because <laughs> uh, Sonic's obviously going to be way harder to redesign than Mario Mario is a solid platformer which is you're not going yeah. bombing it I mean the thing that Sonic has is speed that's it and yeah. that is fucking hard to do as gotta well. go fast yeah way cooler man faster boom 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 and that's going to be harder for level design Mario is more yeah you can take your time with it and if you want to make Mario a bit more different Add more suits. Yeah. <laughs> How do you make Mario interesting? Cloud suit, yeah. frog suit, tanuki suit, winged hat, metal Mario. Gimp suit. Gimp suit. So I would pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, I mean, this, Nintendo pushing a boat with having Bayonetta. You know, oh, they're going to they're gonna get Gimp Mario at one stage. It's a me, a Bondi Joe. I get it, because the thing about Sonic is that... They have a ball gag in it. Yeah, exactly. Just like... <laughs> the thing about Bowser Sonic... Bowser over him with a big massive the, whip. Sonic's always hard to kind of play. Like, have you ever played, like, some of the 2D uh, speed sections of things like Sonic Unleashed? Yeah. Like, they're not too bad, but the problem is, is that the hazards come so fucking quick. You've got to you pretty much, like, memorise. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it goes from being, I'm playing a game, to... I'm memorising the button prompts that I need to carry out, even though it's not a quick time event, mm. so that I can get through the stage. In other words, you're playing, and, you're playing Devil's Lair. Exactly, yeah. and that's, not, that's not what you want to be playing. That's not what you played when you were a kid. So Sonic Mania looked really cool when that was announced. I must admit, I'm, I'm a big it fan of it. sounds really good. It's a good. And I love the graphic style of it, the pixels, but I'm yeah. a big fan of pixel art. That's why I'm really excited for... Street Fighter Anniversary Edition when it comes mm. out because they've got the Street Fighter 3 games done in glorious pixel style because the remake they did well, I think they were remade they did a re-release and they vectored all that shit to make it smooth Yeah. in the, in the Street Fighter it's original arcade ROMs that they've got it looks yep. fucking awesome I love that yeah, um, I checked it out the other day because I saw it come up on my notifications Pokemon Go is uh Boasting about a brand new graphics in, uh, improvement. Oh yeah, what's that then? Open it up and all the icons for your Pokemon are all the original pixelated versions. <laughs> to which I was just like, oh. I was we slightly excited by that though. And I was like, yeah. that, that looks better. Yeah. And then I read like, huh, it was an April Fool's. But it's still there. It's the fourth. <laughs> so actually, I'm hoping it stays. Did you see the April Fool's joke for Final Fantasy XIV? No. Did it Final Fantasy XIV go? which stands for Gathering Offline. So, you <laughs> so they were saying, the greatest thing about Final Fantasy Online is when you get to gather your resources, such as digging, chopping wood. Now you can do that thing in real life. Get your phone app out, walk to locations in the park, start pressing your phone to gather wood. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Part of me is like, this is a really good joke, and also a lot of people are going to want this yeah. as well. We are massively off the beaten track. Good. So let's go down this oh, scary road. Beers now. Let's know. move into the news. Oh, we're going to talk about the goss now. Yeah. Oh, what's the goss then? You want to know what the goss? Tell me the goss. So you're giving me goss blue balls news, now. The news has like been a little bit of a compilation of things that are weird and wondrous yes. and just woeful. Oh, okay. tell me the weird stuff first. Then we can get sad later. Do you know what? I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where we're gonna fucking start. Oh, yes. I'm so concerned. I love now. the weird. Don't. No, don't be concerned. I love this. This genuinely made me fucking giggle when I read this. <laughs> you guys read the Beano? Fuck yeah, I grew up yeah. on the Beano. Desperate Dan. Fucking, I know that was me. dandy. Come on. Me the Minx. Roger the Dodger was my hero. Don't right. tell me you didn't do any of his Dodgers. How did you feel about Walter the Softy Brown? Wait, he was what? always getting beaten up by Dennis the Menace. Mm. He was Dennis's bitch. Well... Beano Studios have sent a letter to Jacob Rees-Mogg, a Tory MP, <laughs> requesting <laughs> requesting he stop impersonating the long-running comic character Walter the Softy Brown. I was going to say, isn't he like a real-life Walter, Walter I, the Softy? I actually have a picture here for you. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> so, there you are. Um, but I've also, because it was sent to the House of Commons in Westminster... They've actually gone and uploaded a copy <laughs> of the letter. So I'm going to read you the letter very quickly. This never went. That's obviously going to be an April Fool's. It was. It, that came out on the third of April. This was yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, this this might actually it. be serious. Oh, yeah. Bino, don't change. Oh, you're wonderful. So let me read this for you. Dear sir, it has been brought to our attention that you have been infringing the intellectual property rights of one of our cartoon characters and masquerading as Walter Brown. It is evident that there are numerous instances whereby you have adopted trademarked imagery and brand essences <laughs> of the character to the benefit of enhancing your character <laughs> and, and the popularity. I don't know how popular fucking Walter Jacob Rees-Mogg is, but all right. To be fair, though, Walter the Softie probably do better in the polls. Right. This constitutes a clear infringement of our copyright, and we draw your attention to numerous instances where you're distinctly copying... Of, sorry, of you distinctly copying the following attributes of the character Walter Brown as your own invention, including... And there are seven bits here. I'm going to save the last one for you, because this Thank one's you. brilliant, really. The character's hair, parting, and style. True. They are very similar. The character's distinctive round reading glasses. They are quite specky. The character's choice of spotty ties and vintage apparel. Walter does like his fashion. The character's enjoyment of classical music because he thinks it makes him seem clever. <laughs> the character's bullish behaviour with peers and stopping others from having fun. <laughs> that is Walter. The character's insistence to remind others of his father's successful career. Yes. Now, those six, immediately, they seem quite funny anyway. Number seven... Oh, you've held the best for last time. Right? Oh. Snootiness. Yes! That's it. It's, it's one word. <laughs> They go on to write, We firmly request that you cease and desist in your ongoing impersonation of the character, which remains the exclusive property of Beano Studios. A swift response on this matter would be greatly appreciated to avoid getting teacher involved. <laughs> Yours faithfully, Mike Sterling, head of Beano Studios, Scotland. That is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You know what the greatest thing is? Yeah, I think we've actually done a bit of a tweet towards the softies character as well, because back yeah. when I used to watch the Bean, read the Beano, sorry. Walter pretty much got beaten up by Dennis the whole time yeah. because of this new kind of like internet uh, 
keyboard warriors, yeah. things called crime crime bullies now. Yeah. Walter has pretty much become that. So every time Dennis pulls a prank, Walter's the first one to tattle on him and say how uncouth and how it's not appropriate, you know. I think it's I reckon, I reckon Walter is probably a combination of extreme right wing and left wing at the same time. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Hitler had the right idea, but at the same time, gotta be fair to the softies. I I read that earlier, and like, I, I actually came, that came up in the fucking Telegraph. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Loved it. Absolutely brilliant. I, one of my friends put on their Facebook a bit of a joke, like as a mock um, story that one website did that uh, Corbyn had been linked to having uh, dinner with uh, Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> and my comment was, Skeletor's not that evil. <laughs> He's pretty evil, but Skeletor's not that bad. Next oh, that's news. made my day. Thank you. Fortnite Battle Royale has a huge 10, 10 gig. gigabyte patch yeah. coming to Fucking PS4. Hell, that's a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Update 3.4.4. It I... looks, however, like this is an error. A spokesperson from Epic said, we're aware that the PS4 patch 3.4.4 um, is 10 gig. Which was unexpected. I should fucking think so. Jesus, what are they putting in that? We're looking into this issue right now and apologise for the inconvenience. Yeah. Um, this was only meant to be a fix for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a bug that made the PS4 version of the game continue to crash. That's all I was meant <laughs> I'll to I'll tell you be. what, if you download that patch and it still crashes, that's like the best patch ever. Oh, I, read, I read that. And you I play just, Fortnite, don't I you? I do. I read that and I thought, what the actual fuck have they done? <laughs> I know, it's mad, isn't it? How is Fortnite? Is it quite buggy or...? No, I've never noticed an issue with it at all. Um, to be fair, I've, I've not been playing it as much. I had a couple of goes with it over the weekend, but uh, I've been Legoing and yes. Drago Sinking sink and reading. Yeah. Next. Two years mm -hmm. since Insomniac first revealed their initial glimpse of their PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's been that long in development. Shit. It's it's been about that long. It was 2016 that E3 that that got revealed, yeah. I think, and do, then do again it. at E3 um, in 2017, uh, they had loads of reveals coming out. That was where they gave a little bit of an in, uh, an introduction, I think, into what the combat would look like. Mm. They introduced uh, the main character's nemesis for this particular game, anyway, Mister Negative. Oh, they also God. introduced <laughs> Mars Morales. In, which got people going fucking nuts because there was a bit after the trailer where he swung past a little um, another dude turned round and then someone shouted off to him hey Miles come on and he just kind of smiles and runs off with his mates um, see there's a point where I just feel like Marvel tries to shoehorn Miles into every fucking thing these days yeah and I get it but then I do think to myself Miles is the more interesting of the two he would be if he is the by someone decent Yes, at and hopefully moment, soon we'll get that. Yeah, because at the moment, Bendis just basically drives him as a very dry Peter Parker. Yeah. Which is not what Miles is. Saying that, I am really looking forward to that animated Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Which does star Miles Morales. I watched, um, I didn't watch, I read, sorry, uh, Spider-Man 2. Oh, don't read that, man. Yeah, that's I read, terrible. I read that, it's fucking shit. The yeah, it's awful. Do you know um, what happened? I can actually, it's the worst nothing happened story I've ever seen. Yeah. What happens is because we're, we're trying to figure out what is 
the Mar the uh, Marvel verse Marvel Universe's version of Miles Morales. Yeah, which technically is now Miles Morales. So originally, <laughs> yeah. it, this was kind of separated into two different dimensions, if you will. You had your mainstream comic book characters like your Iron Man and your Tony Stark. Yeah. And, they're the same one, sorry. Yeah. Captain America and your Spider-Man and all that. And then you had the Ultimate Universe, which had the same characters, but had a very Rebooted. different spin on them. Yeah. Yeah. This is where Gwen comes into it. No, something totally different. That's something else, yeah. Comics, eh? But... But Ultimate Spider-Man was kind of like rebooted for 2000s. Yeah, they oh, okay. ended the Ultimate Universe. They and they, what they ended up doing was but they folded a lot of the Ultimate characters into the mainstream universe. Right, okay. So, so Miles Morales now goes aside Peter Parker. Yeah, no, but okay. years ago they did a short five-issue series called Spider-Men, and this is what happens when the Peter Parker of our, our mainstream universe yeah. is accidentally transported into the Ultimate Universe, and there he is introduced to Miles Morales, this little, um, this little African American version also of Spider-Man. Also Hispanic yeah. as well. It's Sorry, also Hispanic as yeah. well. I do apologise. Yeah. Got to get it all in there for yeah. you know. PC. Yeah. And he's like, "Wow, you're here. So what's going on? I don't quite understand." He freaks out a little bit. He determines that actually the Peter Parker of that universe was the original Spider-Man, and he died. Oh, okay. And he died in a fight with the Green Goblin and the remainder of the Sinister Six. Mm. Um, That's quite a good ending. That story was. Yeah, yeah, I say the remainder. It was including Doctor Octopus. Green Goblin basically killed him. Yeah. Um, and then his I think they all somehow came back at some point. It's ridiculous, but it, they they kind of like end up coming together, and he. Miles never got the blessing from Peter Parker. He was around at the time that Peter Parker was alive, yeah. but he hadn't really done anything with his powers. And he was there in the crowd when Peter Parker died. And okay. his his identity is well known by everyone around the world at this point mm. because they've seen him unmasked. They had this huge uh, memorial for him. They had this huge funeral service. So everyone found out that Aunt May was the aunt of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's really, really worth a read because by the end of it, Miles gets the blessing from a grown-up, successful version of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And that was really cool for him. Mm. Um, but then you said they brought out a second one. Which yeah, they brought out a second Spider -Man one. Spider-Man was terrible. Yeah, so. at the end of Spider-Man, he then sits down, Peter Parker this is, goes, huh, I wonder if there's a Miles Morales in my universe taps it into his laptop and goes oh my god and it's the end however the funny thing is at the beginning of Spider-Man he doesn't remember any of this <laughs> yeah okay. because when asked about it he goes so what did you find he goes oh well, I did a search on that once found nothing basically and that's it Yeah. that's okay. basically the gist of it there's a mob version of Mars Morales that has been asked to be removed from a database as best he can mm. but he's literally not interesting he's a mob guy yeah and that's it. He's a mob guy who hires the Taskmaster to get an interdimensional porthole so he yeah. could go to the ultimate universe to find his girlfriend. And basically, it is just very boring. The only reason why Spider-Man are in there is because Taskmaster turns up and because comics, they have a fight and yeah. that is it. Yeah, it okay. is like the most nothing happens story ever. This is it. When Literally. it comes to stories, comics, movies, whatever, you need to have a threat factor. Mm. And there's no threat factor there. It's just... Yeah. Boring. Yeah, it wasn't just, interesting no, at all. The only, the only thing that I met, why Bennett gets such a good pull and such good 
figures and sales from his comics. He's, he, gets, he gets teamed up with such bloody good artists. Yeah, the artwork for these is brilliant. Yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, it's very good. Spider Man's a terrible story. Bloody good art. Yeah. It's like his Man of Steel run. It's going to be a shitty run. It's going to be a very boring Superman series. But one of the artists makes Adam Hughes. is a fucking legend. Yeah. He releases like almost zero uh, interior works. He's so busy doing next to, uh, doing covers. Right. Well, back to Spider-Man. Hopefully we want to see more of that at E3 this year. But in yeah. the meantime, Game Informer got a early hands-on look at the game. And there was a big push on speed and fluidity around Spider-Man's movements around the city. Um, we went and put a GIF on our Twitter page, so if you're following us there, you can actually see that there. Sling, you've seen the video. I've seen the video, yes, on YouTube. I think some of your games released it. It does look quite good. Yeah. It looks very slick, very fast. I don't know how the mechanics work for web-slinging, where you have to like tap one trigger to get one building and one the other, but mm. you can see them running a lot of buildings. It does look, I must admit, it does look pretty. I said, one thing that's holding me back from actually getting really excited about the Spider-Man game, which is obviously a big fact for me because I'm a big Spidey fan is the lack of any like real good villains approaching yeah. I know you said it's Mr. Negative and Kingpin but I want that Arkham villain I want like I want that Mr. Freeze boss fight that we got in Arkham yeah. City yeah. and at the moment we're not really getting it I mean Spider-Man's got some fucking awesome uh, villains mm. Vulture I mean you did a redesign that you do from Spider-Man Homecoming oh. in that game wouldn't that look friggin awesome in which there is the, which is the aerial fight with Vulture, it was one of the Spider-Man movie I think, movie, films, I think probably like movie games. two or something like that. Oh, it's so good. Mysterio, that's a whole. I mean, yeah, you're gonna be might be ripping off Scarecrow from Arkham yeah. Asylum. <laughs> the, so the, the better, the better Scarecrow version of the Arkham games. Yeah. But that would look fucking awesome, wouldn't it? A Mysterio version of that. Doctor Octopus trying to dodge his uh, arms and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Compared to fucking like. Quick time event prompt with Doctor Negative, Mister Negative. Yeah. It just makes me go like, "Come on, guys!" Yeah. I feel I feel like a school teacher telling kids to behave. Like, you can do better, Insomnia. <laughs> you can do better than this. Yeah. Show me the chops. If you're going to do big open world, slice that shit down and concentrate on something else. Well, you'll be able to have your opinion on it because with any luck, it'll be oh. released early September. Are we going to free? Oh, I thought you were going to say get me a free copy. No. Oh. What? Who are we to get free copies? Well, you can buy me one. And then give it to me. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, That's okay. the most you're going to get from developers yeah, and publishers at the moment. Free copies yeah. If someone buys it yeah. for and gives it to me. We're not going to, at the moment, we haven't got developers like going, oh, please review this. Say something nice. Yeah. It's just because no one knows all about us. It's not that they don't care, they just don't know we yeah. I don't know. Joyful Death knows us. N- not well. Not well, no. <laughs> Honestly, she's got some cool videos, man. Yeah, she should give us some Far Cry 5 videos so we can, you know, review it. Anyway. Ryan Reynolds is rocking a pretty pink Deadpool costume. I've seen this. He's doing heart cancer, isn't he? For yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So basically, um, he's doing the fuck cancer campaign through uh, a maze. Um, he is basically saying, "Give me money." Yeah. And in return, you get this pink you will get. Well, this is it. Because I, I was like, "Hang on a second. At what point does he say you will get the suit?" Because that was kind of what came across to me. But I, I watched the video again and again and again because I love Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. I mean, who doesn't? You, you were there jacking up a unicorn, weren't you? He's, yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> he basically says he will donate the suit off of his back, oh. which doesn't say that he will give the suit to any one individual as a result of them donating money. However, 
it has been revealed that you can donate anywhere from $10 all the way up to $5,000. You think, fuck me, that's a lot. Mm. But people that are donating $1,000 or above will end up with exclusive memorabilia from the film, wow. which will include uh, signed copies of the posters. I don't, want that, I don't want that unicorn, though. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one, or... A voicemail from Reynolds in character. Oh, that should be fucking amazing. <laughs> I'd love to have so honest, a voicemail from him at this Deadpool every quality. Yeah. Reynolds in character is just Reynolds. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Because I'm sure, I, I, I think I saw something about this, um, about this Deadpool suit. Yeah. And he said, um, having it would be like having sex in heaven. Maybe sunset <laughs> or something, and it, just the way it read looked fucking hilarious. It's very cool. I think I actually lent it to Taylor Swift one time from the first movie because Taylor Swift and his missus are like buddies. So mm. Halloween, he lent the Deadpool suit for it Fair to wear. I, mean, I must admit, I do like Reynolds's tweet. Do you, remember, do you remember that um, <laughs> that birthday one he put for his missus? Oh, and yeah. It's just a picture to my favourite person. Happy birthday! It's just a picture of him with <laughs> <laughs> his wife slashed out of it. Yeah, because. Because Blake Lively, his wife, does exactly the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, because I think they did Jake gin and hole, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. for his for his birthday. Yeah, it was Happy birthday, darling, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, from one comic book character to an entire comic book cast, this is the Avengers. There's a right? lot in there. The Russo brothers have put out hashtag Thanos demands your silence. I like this. This is like quite, this. This is quite a cool thing. Oh, this is quite cool, this. Okay. So basically, the Russo brothers, who are the guys directing the Infinity War film, okay. have put out a request to everyone that you maintain the secrecy around the film, even after you've gone to see it, oh, so, so no that spoilers. every no time spoilers. you go on fucking Facebook, it doesn't wow. go, I yeah. can't believe that bit where Captain America died. It doesn't oh. happen. Yeah, so. Do you know what I mean? Crash so hopefully quality. we'll get past that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah but I knew the fucking True Lord fanboys say anything because yeah. they did a great thing about it. they did a letter uh, they had Thanos' gauntlet on the letter as yeah, well yeah. 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 Thanos because they think it said only a few people are actually privy to the plot details Okay. so not everyone knows the whole story of yeah, it yeah. apparently Peter Dinklage is in it we oh, don't, really? we don't yes, know yes I've yeah. heard about this as well he's we making an appearance he might, uh, I don't know whether he's actually he's making an appearance like or one of the voices Dinklebot or... out of Destiny <laughs> 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 I'm kind of hoping it'll be Ebony Maul from the from the uh, Black Order, because you got Thanos's his children. That would be very cool, actually. Yeah, so you got uh, Pro- Midnight Proxima, isn't it? Um, Ebony Maul, yeah. Midnight Proxima, Ebony Maul, and um, uh, is, is one Black Swan, Black Dwarf. They change his name to something like uh, it's begins with an O. I can't remember it, but he's like a big, massive, hulking creature. Yeah, and there's like four. Because they've been named Black Order to the children of Thanos. Yeah, which ties in quite nicely to mm. Nebula and Gamora. Yeah. So I think, so I'm hoping that Peter Dinklage is going to be Ebony Maul, which is one of the weaker ones, but at the same time one of the creepier, more powerful ones. I reckon his voice could do quite that just justice. Yeah. Right. So that was the news. We are going to take a very quick break because, oh my God, look at the time. Because Craig needs beer. Craig needs beer. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in a moment. So don't go anywhere. Bye. 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 I, I'm not getting what. Oh, End it.
a brilliant intro. If Burglar Right was down on all fours, going like, go to your Funko collection or nicking your PlayStation, and you came through, start Billy Bollock naked, and cock slapped him, he'd be on the ground like, I don't want the fuck to do now. <laughs> Stand over him going, you want some of this? You want some of this? Somebody should. <laughs> I need you to want this. My self-esteem says so. I'd love to really read the witness statement afterwards. But like, I, I couldn't find a weapon. <laughs> so I used the one that I had. He's just in his face and the police turn up going, Ah, oh, I'm glad you're here. I've got your suspect right here. <laughs> I can't hold him for long, though. Oh, get him off me. <laughs> So welcome back. His testicles are touching my bottom lip. I don't like this. Oh, guys. Right. So we're back again. Really sorry about the fact that we can't do intros. We just generally suck. But it's all right because we're not being paid to do this. We are officially amateur. Unless, of course, you want to follow our Patreon at rodneybroddle.patreon.com. <laughs> If you find that, I'll be impressed. Tell you what, I am one to sign up for your $50 bonus. Ugh. Find out what it is. It involves a Vita. <laughs> yeah, and sexy times. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh. Right, so just a very, we're going to kind of come to a bit of an end in a moment. We just want to give a very quick shout out to at Twitter Review. Uh, these guys do a lot of work on different PlayStation Vita reviews. They shout out about upcoming projects. They shout about different devs that are doing different things with the system. And they're always calling out when they see a nice little bit of uh, money off deal coming your way. So if they find that they've got a flash sale running or something like that, they will let you know. They're good so they're guys. Really cool. Check them out. Mm. Definitely very good guys. Um, they are at Tweet Vita Review. And they're little... A little bit about themselves. It just says Vita reviews, news and deals, portable reviews for a portable console. Definitely worth checking out if you are a handheld gamer. Um, so we're going to kind of wrap it up now, mainly because it's gone fucking 11 o'clock at night. Brother, Tired. Brother needs his Horlicks. <laughs> Need more Horlicks. Um, so we're going to disappear. So. <laughs> Thank you for confirming that. I want my Horlicks and my Teddy. If you want to follow us, you can see all my selfies of my Teddies and my Horlicks and at Rodney Broddle. And I have a love pillow. That's on the uh, Patreon. you got to pay That's... $50 for that. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a sample from the pillow for 100 <laughs> <laughs> A video for 1000 This disgusting fucker in the corner here is at Chris Slinger. Follow me. I'm hilarious. <laughs> and this one that's ashamed of us both is yeah. at AJ Millwall. Yes. Yeah. Also at dad.com. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow the group, you can do so. We are at pixel underscore prep. And if you want to send us an email, you won't because we never get any apart from ads. Very you can do aw. so by sending an email across to pixelprepweb.com at gmail.com so that is it I am Broad this is Slinger this is Alex say goodbye boys goodbye bye. and we shall see you in three weeks time take care people bye bye you want some of this <laughs>